welcome back to another new episode of the Balance Factor podcast. If you're new here, my name is Emily, I'm your host, and this is a show where I help you understand the complexities of human health and well-being. For today's episode, we are joined by a special guest. Her name is Noam Rader. You may know her as Noam R. Wellness. She is a medical resident doctor, but she's also 24 years old and runs a wellness page. Her content, her lifestyle, everything she does is extremely inspirational, and her ability to balance having a medical profession as well as having a life outside of that profession is really truly remarkable. She's really showing individuals that you are really not too busy to do other things aside from your jobs and you can ultimately do the things you love while still having a professional and personal life. This conversation with Noam is extremely insightful for all age groups, regardless if you're somebody older or younger. The ability to balance things outside of your career is something we all struggle with, but she's really showing you that you really ultimately can do it. It's just a matter of having the right mindset, approach, and ability to overcome the barriers and challenges we face on a daily basis. Also, Noam has her own podcast. It is called You Are Not Too Busy Podcast. And we actually did a podcast swap. So if you're wanting to listen to more of our conversation or hear some things about myself behind the scenes that I've never really shared before, definitely go check out her episode. We have a great conversation and it's really fun to share new perspectives and be in a different seat rather than always being the one interviewing. So make sure you go check that episode out. So I'm so excited to share this episode and before we dive right into the interview, we got to cover the weekly favorite as you know and this week we got a recipe which if you follow me on my socials you would know I just posted a recipe about kale. Now let me preface, preface, preface that kale can be really intimidating and I'm not advocating for you to eat kale every single day because it's leafy greens and it's like the healthiest food in the world. No. What I am advocating is for ways to incorporate healthier options into your diet, but actually make them taste good. Kale is a crucifish vegetable, which means it's really high in sulfur, and that's why it has a really bitter taste. And personally, I do not enjoy eating kale on its own, let alone a lot of just leafy greens. They can be just really hard on your gut. They kind of sit in your stomach. They make you feel like crap. And you know, there are many benefits to this vegetable, but if it's not cooked the right way, it's not enjoyable both for the inside of your body and your taste buds. So with that said, I have played around with kale for a long time and I finally have nailed down the secret to getting a good kale recipe. So if you're interested, please go check out my Instagram, my recent reel. It is MZ's secret kale recipe. That's what I'm calling it. And guys, you can literally put this in salads. You can add it to any meal. You can eat it with eggs. I add this to everything all the time. It's how I get my greens in. It satisfies me, but it's also addicting. Like it tastes so good, you would not believe it's a vegetable. So with that said, make sure you go check out that recipe. Let me know if you try it because I'm, I'm really curious to know your thoughts. And without further ado, I think it's time we dive into this episode. So please welcome to the show, Noam Rader.
I've seen your socials, I've seen what you do, and it's very inspiring because a lot of people we often think can't do anything other than just our jobs and our jobs define just our life and who we are. And I see that you're kind of pushing against that norm and really showing people that you can can do more than that. So let's hear who you are and what you do. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, all right, I'll try to do it in a nutshell. Uh, my name is Noam. I'm 24 years old. I literally just had to think about how old I was, but that's besides the point. Um, I'm a first year resident doctor in Toronto. So I just graduated med school last year and I'm working kind of as like a quote unquote training doctor, if that makes sense. It's a whole other system and I won't get into that right now, um, but I'm training to be a family doctor. Aside from that, I'm also a social media content creator on Instagram and TikTok. Um, my handle is at Noamar Wellness. And on this platform, I talk about my experience um, working in the medical system as a student in the past and I was a doctor, but more importantly, just about kind of my holistic life overall. It's really important for me to show that you can have a really happy and well-balanced life while on these high stress professions, because I know when I was in medical school and even before that, when I was considering entering the medical field, I really wanted to find someone to look up to who was showing me that that was possible. And I really wasn't finding that on the online space. So um, I talk about really like wellness, lifestyle, fashion, medicine, really everything and anything. Um, but it's just been a really great journey and being able to connect with other like-minded people and finding that community of um, so many individuals, whether it's in medicine or academia or really any other field that are trying to change this narrative um, has been really inspiring. And yeah, I'm happy to get into more or less of any of that, but excited to be here today. So exciting. Okay, so this whole medical school journey, and I have to commend you because it's a very difficult process. And um, it's very special the way you've gone through the system. So I believe you did an accelerated program, correct? Yeah, technically. So it's basically like you don't take summers off and then you do med school in three years instead of four. It's kind of the gist of it. Okay, so let's let's talk about your experience being in medical school and how you navigated that because I know people in my life that have gone through it and it's extremely challenging and I want to know what really inspired you and kept you motivated throughout that process and even if anyone's listening if they're whether they're in school or they're in an environment that's there's an end goal and it's hard to get there how they were able to navigate through that complex situation and really get out on the other end. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, as I mentioned before entering medical school, I I always knew that I wanted to do it and that I wanted to push through even if it was going to be challenging, but I did definitely have some hesitations based off just the narrative that you hear of medical school is so hard and you have no life and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and entering medical school, I feel like on one hand, I found that narrative very true, but on the other hand, I also found that it doesn't have to be. Um, first of all, I met so many other incredible people in medical school. I met a lot of people who perhaps were a little bit more negative or quote unquote toxic in terms of like being competitive or workaholic and so on, but also so many other individuals who were just nothing but kind and well-rounded and so on. So just first of all, breaking that stigma was was really nice and making so many incredible friends. But I definitely started to feel the pressure of medical school. And 
not only in terms of how much work you have to do and how much studying there is, but also in this kind of mentality that it needs to consume you and like people who are in medical school, like the classic kind of trope is that like it's your entire personality and what I learned is that it's really easy to slip into that because you are spending so many hours of your day in this environment studying this field so on and surrounded by these people um so it became really important to me to um really define myself and find myself outside of that which kind of leads into what made me start my social media page Um, I was always really also passionate about the arts and creativity, writing, photography, all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to lose that just because I decided to enter a more science-based field, or it is a science-based field. Um, But aside from that, um, I think also being a medical student during the pandemic really um, created a bit of a different experience than maybe the norm because it forced me to step out of that environment 24-7. So I was doing school at home for eight months um, during the beginning of the pandemic. And with that, with not being surrounded by only other medical students always being in that environment, I think it really allowed me to explore my other interests. And of course, I would never say the pandemic was a positive thing. It obviously wasn't. But I think um, that opportunity for myself to step away was really beneficial in um ensuring that when I got I came back to work and back to work in hospital during my clerkship years that I was really prepared um, to do so with a, a mindset of balance and wellness and ensuring that um, I'm actually enjoying the process rather than kind of suffering through it but I know it's all a bit vague I'm happy to talk about anything in more detail um, but that was kind of my overall experience, um, finding out the negatives of medical school, but also, um, trying to turn it into a more positive experience for myself. That's great. And so when you were in that experience and, you know, you were focusing more on things aside just from school, how were you able to stop comparing yourself to other people that weren't doing that and they were just doing medicine? Cause it's often, as you said, medicine's very often seen like you, if you take the route of medicine, that's all you have and that's all you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And I feel that in that type of environment, I even know for myself and my studies, people do just focus on their school and they don't realize that you can have a life outside of that. How are you able to still stay true to that passion you have for yourself while being surrounded by other people that may or may not have agreed with what you were doing? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And it, it kind of um, brings up the idea of imposter syndrome of like, mm-hmm. do I deserve to be here? And for me, like a constant, uh, or not so much now, but definitely in the past, a constant thought I would have is, if I'm not ready to devote 110% of me to this one thing, do I deserve to be here? Um, and so on. And I think what the first thing is, like I kept coming back to is, I got here just like anybody else. I mean, obviously there's people who have easier and tougher roads to medical school. Um, I feel like mine was probably pretty average. Like I didn't have any family members in medicine or anything like that, but definitely had um, a supportive family and being able to pursue um, my secondary education and so on. Um, But I knew that the way I lived my life up until medical school still got me in just like anybody else here. And even before medical school, when I was an undergrad, I definitely had a bit more trouble defining that work-life balance when in my undergrad degree, but I still made sure I had a social life and went out and went to the gym and so on. And even while having this well-balanced life, I made it here. So what makes me think that I suddenly need to change myself to continue to keep up with these other people? And it's not because 
I'm smarter or just naturally better at testing or anything like that. It's just that um, you find what works for you. And oftentimes working harder doesn't actually translate to better results from what I've learned, but that's a whole different story. So I think first it was reminding myself that I don't need to change myself to become like everyone else here if the way I was brought me here in the first place. Yeah. And so what were things that you did, if you can remember, on how you were able to remind yourself of what makes you who you are and staying true to that throughout that process? Because it definitely is challenging when you have so many people around you doing different things. And this is even just in all aspects of life and just staying true to your values and morals when we have so much chaos and information being thrown at us especially even through social media it's hard to remind ourselves of those things are there specific tactics or tools that you use to keep reminders on your every day i think it's it's kind of like what i was talking about now but in a more broader sense just kind of checking in with yourself and what are the false kind of narratives you're telling yourself about yourself so for example i don't work hard enough to be here well, do you not work hard enough or do you just like work differently than other people? Or another one might be like, I'm wasting my time on, let's say for myself, um, on social media, building my platform. Well, is it a waste of time if one, I find it personally fulfilling and enjoyable, but two, I thought back to all the really positive um, career outcomes I've had through starting a social media page, like connecting with other professionals in the field or the opportunity to start a brand and a podcast and um, help inspire other pre-medical or medical students and so on. So kind of catching yourself when you um, are kind of dictating dictating to yourself this quote-unquote truth in your head, but is it really true and is there really a basis for it? Um, I think just kind of pausing and reflecting and that in and of itself, I think took me um, several years to kind of grasp onto myself and something I definitely still work on. And I think we all... Um, from time to time, at least struggle with those false narratives, but recognizing him is the first step. And then um, I think from there, it's, it really is just practice. And that's not like the most helpful quick fix answer, but I find that that's actually what has worked for me over the years. Yeah, it definitely is. Because even for myself, stick, I, and I've mentioned it several times on my show, it's sticking back to what's true and then really realizing what are irrational thoughts and what are just not real facts versus just a narrative that say you have anxiety or some you're just having an off day our brain just automatically will go to our defaults which are bad or intrusive thoughts that we just have to normalize for ourselves and tell us that you know what this is actually this is not true and what's true is that i am passionate about this and this makes me feel good and so aside from your work this whole wellness page that you do and everything like that. And I know that you also started a clothing brand, correct? Yes, it's kind of on the back burner right now, but that was definitely a really fun passion project. Amazing. So with all of that, plus your medical work and profession, how do you balance maintaining all of that at once while still taking care of yourself and doing the things that you love throughout your day? Yeah, I think the best piece of advice I was given around this and it's nothing revolutionary but I think what has stuck with me most is prioritize your interests but also your personal health your wellness etc at an equal point to your career to your studies and so on it's not that 
career comes first. And when you have time, you fit in your hobbies or your um, wellness um, activities or so on. And it's not that wellness comes first. And when you have time, you kind of squeeze in your setting. It's really putting things on an equal playing field and seeing that taking care of yourself is just as important as doing well on an exam or um, doing that extracurricular and so on and making your decisions based off of that. And again, it's nothing that's like the easiest quick fix, but I think it's really um, making sure that you intrinsically value that yourself. And I think I say that because I definitely have been at a point where I didn't, where I thought that neglecting my physical health or my mental health was okay because it was all in pursuit of studying more, of getting into medical school, of getting into my top residency and so on. Um, But once I really built that own, I guess, confidence in a sense and self-love, it becomes the obvious choice of, yes, I'm going to study, but it's also a priority for me to work out, let's say two or three times a week, so on. It's different for everyone. Um, So I think the first step is defining that in your head. And then what comes after that is things like time management, organization, and all of that is super important. But I don't think that that's helpful unless you have your priorities in line. And if there's something you want to incorporate more into your life, whether it's a new hobby or eating healthier, cooking dinner more, first, make sure you really believe that that's a priority for yourself and find those things that are a priority for you. It looks different for everyone. And then after that, you can start to build it into your schedule and it suddenly becomes so much easier once you do that. Yeah. And I think also specifically for somebody who works in medicine in order to really advocate for other people to work on their health and to get better, you have to be in the right mindset personally. And even this goes for any job to show up and perform your best, you have to be at your best. And and we often can get so pulled into the, the results and the outcomes of a certain career and forget, okay, let's step back for a minute. What's actually going on inside of me? How do I feel right now? And am I actually putting my best foot forward? And so this can get so complicated. And I commend you so much for, you know, prioritizing that while you're in profession, because it, it does affect the way you perform in your job. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've experienced that firsthand when I'm having an off day when I didn't get enough sleep, for example, or didn't eat a good breakfast or have just been overworking myself all week. I come into work and I it just takes that extra effort to really be present and be there. And even with that, it's never going to compare to the days where you come into work excited to work. And it doesn't matter how passionate you are about a field, like you can be so sure that whether it's medicine or teaching or anything else like that is the only career for you. But at least I maybe I can't speak for everyone. Everyone has different levels of Um, I guess, tolerance for how much they work, but nothing is going to be fun if it's 100% of your life. Nothing is going to be rewarding if it's the only thing you do. So um, do what you need to do to remind yourself that this career is a choice. And of course, we we need to work to make money and live in society. I get that. Um, But um, I think just like you're saying, there's really no point of showing up if you can't show up 100%. And especially in medicine, when um, your ability to show up really impacts other people. Yeah. And so you'd mentioned time management. What are your best or your tools and tactics you use to really make sure you're balancing going to work and prioritizing yourself, but also having some fun while you're doing that, like having a social life, doing things that you enjoy just throughout your weeks and days? Yeah. So I think um, the most kind of like basic and standard level of it is 
um, staying organized and scheduling and so on. So I mean, what I personally do is I just have like a running to do list and a schedule that I write in like, really nothing fancy or revolutionary. I I think I'm an organized person, but I'm definitely not that like top tier, super organized, color coded kind of girl. And I think (laughs) That's another like something I struggled with in medical school. A lot of people were, and that's just like never really been me. I do well with some structure, but not like too much structure of like at this time, I'm going to do this. And at that time I'll do that. So just find what works for you because there is really no prescriptive answer to that. But at the end of the day, being organized is always helpful. And as much as I always would tell myself, oh no, I remember it in my head. I remember it in my head. You don't write it down. And that makes it so much easier. Um, But the second part of what you said, um, I think what I've learned is not necessarily multitasking, but finding, I guess, more creative ways of doing things if you have a limited amount of time. So for example, I'll go to a workout class with a friend or go on a study date with a friend when I want to see the people in my life that I love, but I don't have that much time to do it. Or on the days where I don't have time for a workout, but my body really feels like it needs to move. I'll like go and edit content. Let's say if I need to use social media work while walking on the treadmill or when I was, um, there's a little bit of studying now in residency, but in medical school, I would study while walking on the treadmill or something like that, or just even doing a 10 minute walk outside. Like things don't need to be zero to a hundred. You don't have to be working out super hard seven days a week in order to stay active and stay well. You can be going on a 20 minute walk a day and just breathing some fresh air and that's okay too. Um, so I guess just kind of being creative with how you fit things in your day, um, but also having at least that baseline amount of structure to allow you to do so and take away some of that mental stress, um, by writing it down and not having to worry about remembering everything. I love the way you put that uh, in terms of multitasking when you're doing something and it, it's definitely a, a really good skill. Cause I, I wouldn't have ever, ever put it that way, but I, I do it in different ways but you know it's not a bad thing to make a coffee date with a friend into a study session and do multiple things at once that not only are going to benefit both of you both mentally but professionally and personally as well at the same time and so a lot of your work you've also talked on mental health and you're a strong advocate for mental health. I want to know how you're able to prioritize that while managing everything that goes on and really the biggest things you've learned throughout your journey and what are the biggest lessons you've learned through all of this to overcome the challenges in life and continue to advocate for other people? Um, From my own personal experiences as well as seeing people around me, my friends, my family, and then also really seeing patients now in my work, I think mental health is finally something that we're talking about and that's great, but what are we actually doing about it now? Um, And I think aside from just mental, I guess, illness versus mental health, right? There's people with diagnosed mental illnesses and that's one thing and we're talking about that and that's amazing. But I think another aspect of it that um, isn't talked about, at least definitely not in medicine and other, um, I guess, high achieving, high stress professions is really like mental well-being and optimizing your mental health because you don't need to be kind of at your lowest to be putting yourself first and it's not just about surviving like it's you can survive and you may not have a uh, dsm criteria mental illness but you still might not be thriving and really enjoying your life to its fullest 
And at what point does that become a slippery slope into worsening and eventually for people becoming burnout or so down the line into those DSM criteria, right? So I think it's about talking about the day-to-day mental wellness um, and kind of mental agility in a sense. Um, And prioritizing that for me really goes in hand also with my physical health, which brings up what you spoke about before and everything is so interconnected, at least in my belief and among many other medical professionals as well, your mental health affects your physical health and vice versa. Um, But yeah, I think I forgot the second part of your question, but that's the, why mental health is so important to me. And so how do you balance still managing and prioritizing your mental health while being a resident doctor? What are the things that you continue to show up for yourself every day to make sure that you're staying aligned with yourself and being able to perform at your best ability? Yeah, I think a lot of it is, I mean, some of the things we spoke about, like for me, staying active. And again, that doesn't need to be like a super hard hit workout, but even just going on a walk um, has really great positive impacts for my own mental health. Um, But also just taking care of my body through nutrition, through journaling, through reading, and also just in a more broader sense, just doing things I enjoy. So making time for either doing nothing or just doing things that are just fun or seeing people I love and hanging out with them. Um, And balancing all of that, I think is like the biggest thing for my own mental health. Um, But the other part of it is really just those daily check-ins and ensuring that you're in the right mindset going into work. And when you're not taking that step back, even if that's just stepping away for a few minutes, just to take a few deep breaths and collect your thoughts. Um, But just remind yourself that you are the priority above kind of all else really, and that nothing is worth your mental health. Like there's no career or promotion or relationship or anything like that that's worth not having your mental health because you're not gonna enjoy any place that you're at, anything you achieve if you're not there with the right mindset. Like you can become the best doctor in the world, but if you're um, super anxious and depressed, you're not gonna enjoy that success. So is it better to be that top, top doctor or to be just a good doctor who also has a life outside of medicine? And and that applies to any other fields and anyone else as well. Yeah, and that even goes for situations where you're out with your friends and if you're not there mentally or you're just not feeling good about yourself or the way you perceive other people, you're not going to enjoy the circumstance. You're going to be there not not be in the moment, which is just, it's so applicable to so many different things. And I also think what you said about not fitting in those criterias, and I do a lot of work through my education on um, the DSM-5 and not fitting into particular categories within that. We often look at not needing to get help for things until we fit into those categories. And I think working on your health just in general before you get down to that extreme is so valuable in the end because it is a precursor to all of these things but if we intervene early on and we do the work before it gets worse it can be extremely beneficial to not only ourselves but the people we surround ourselves with our relationships everyone involved in that and so A lot of other things you mention in your podcast, in your work, is authenticity. And I talk a lot about this on my show because I'm very strongly passionate passionate about the mindset and approach of authenticity. And I'm curious to know, through everything you do and 
even being a social media content creator, how do you continue to be your true authentic self with all the people around you, um, the people with different opinions, or even just people that look up to you? How do you continue to be your true authentic self? Yeah, that's that's a great question and definitely a huge topic um, and something that I think people really work on throughout their entire lives. And I think saying that at the age of 24, I totally know myself is probably naive as well. I think it's something that you're constantly doing and getting to know yourself and checking in with who you are, what your values are, and so on. Whether it's being a doctor or being a content creator or anything else for anyone, there's just this set of stereotyped qualities that society has in mind for people, right? So if you're a doctor, you're um, very professional, whether that means like being modest or speak in a certain way or have certain hobbies or so on. And if you're a content creator, maybe you dress a certain way, you act a certain way, you have certain values. And none of that's really true. It's really just an amalgamation that people created in their minds. And most people have several roles that they fit into. So aside from just career, you're also a sister or a daughter or a partner to someone or a dog mom or you're an athlete or so on. And it's really hard when those things start to compete in your mind. And it's easier said than done to say, oh, none of that's true. But when it comes down to it, you think, well, should I be more like this way to fit in? I mean, human beings just want to fit in. They want to be liked. But I think for me, it's coming down to what are my core values kind of as a human being and my personality traits, as long as they're not affecting those values, shouldn't really matter. And I think it's also reminding yourself that there's benefit in diversity and diversity mean like diversity of personality traits of interest. So I mean, for a specific example, we can look at medicine maybe 15 years, 50 years ago, and it was probably a lot of white men. Um, and now there's more women and more people from other races, but we still have a long way to go. But patients aren't just white men, right? Patients come in all different races and genders and anywhere along the spectrum. But patients also have different interests and different personality traits. And I've experienced several times when I'm talking to a patient and because we're more similar, but whether it is based on our gender or the color of our skin, anything like that, or based on our interest, our clothing choices, et cetera, that I'm better able to also connect with them and make them feel seen and like they deserve a space within this, I guess, doctor's office in this example, but also for people wanting to enter the medical field. So I think it's just stepping away from those societal norms as best as we can and reminding yourself that the way you dress does not impact if you're a good person, if you're a professional person and so on, or what you choose to do outside of work, whether that's painting or working out or writing or anything else, that doesn't impact your ability to be a good doctor. And just again, it it goes back to the initial conversation of what are those false beliefs you're telling yourself and kind of continuously checking in on them and reminding yourself, well, there really isn't any fact to what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And aside from being authentic to yourself, when you're surrounded by friends, family, things like that, do you find it hard to manage those relationships because of the profession you take and, you know, having a social media platform? Do you find that since all of this has kind of grown that it's been 
your relationship with people have changed and how you've been able to find people that support you and want to be there for you be for you and not for your profession or for your career have you experienced that and if so how have you been able to overcome it or go through it yeah that's a great question I don't know if I've necessarily experienced that um because I guess maybe it's because of the things I'm doing but I think surrounding yourself with people who um are not necessarily like-minded but have similar values and if they have different values, values that you want to be more like and to obtain because you really are the people you surround yourself with. Um, and then on the flip side, distancing yourself from people who don't have maybe those same positive intentions or that positive impact on you and checking in with those relationships and how you how you feel after you've seen this person. Are you leaving feeling better or worse? Um, I, I'm really lucky to surround myself with so many amazing friends and family and my partner and I think, I guess, maybe because of that, I haven't really experienced that. But I'm sure if I kept other people who were in the in my life in the past still in my life, that may have come into play. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely a huge advocate of choose your friends and the people in your life. Nothing is kind of set in stone. And even if that means family, sometimes family is people you choose, not the people you're born into. Um, and ensure that if you're going to give your precious time to someone that it's a positive experience um, and if it's not it's okay to distance yourself from that person yeah and I think that's that was so well said especially the point you made about how do you feel when you leave being with these people and I think that's something I've even learned over the past couple of years is I've been in certain situations where I'll walk away from people and I'm like I don't feel good about this why did I put my time and energy to spending time with these people when they weren't uplifting me, if anything, they were bringing me down. And I think that was such a valuable thing you said there. And so to wrap up today's episode, I want to know what you would tell your younger self or anyone who's listening who is looking to follow their dreams, follow their passions, do the things that they love, but are afraid because they are scared that they're not going to be able to have a life outside of their career or still be able to do the things that they love. What is something that you would tell these people? I think um, some of the best advice I've ever been given, I feel like I've said this a few times, but I have like a few pieces of advice that I think just like come, keep coming back into my life. I have like a list on my phone and I read them and I come back to them until they're like ingrained in my head. But it's that, uh, I guess, kind of on a similar note, not everyone's advice is equal and you don't need to listen to people's advice just because they decide to give it. And going on that, only take advice from people who you want to be more like. And that doesn't mean that other people aren't great people and really successful at being who they are. But if you don't want your life to look more like theirs, you have no reason to follow in their footsteps. So for example, um, again, going back to medicine, just because it's more applicable to me, but someone can be like the best, like pediatric cardiac surgeon and like incredible in their field. And they could give me advice on to how to get to where they are. But if that's not my goal, if my goal is being a great physician, but also doing other things in my life, having other perhaps careers or just interests and so on, 
they can be a perfectly smart and incredible person, but that doesn't mean I need to listen to their advice to be more like them. So really just check in on, and it comes back to a conversation that we just had, who are the people in your life who you're allowing to have an impact on your decisions and take advice from people who are like, or who are at where you want to be and definitely value that advice. But just because people talk doesn't mean you need to listen. Um, I think that was definitely something I needed to learn throughout my early twenties and definitely still check in with myself on day to day now. That's great advice. I I haven't actually heard that one too often, um, but that was so well said. And so for anyone listening who um, is looking to follow you, stay up to date with your content, your podcast, where can everyone find you? Definitely. Um, so on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is at Noam R Wellness. And I also have a podcast myself, which we're going to record for soon. I'm super excited. It's called You Are Not Too Busy Podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the main places you can reach me and always happy to chat over DMs. And thanks for having me. This was great. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and a big thank you to Noam for coming on the show. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I hope you guys did too. Don't forget to follow me on all my socials to stay up to date with new content, episodes, everything like that. Everything is at Balance Factor as well as check out my website balancefactor.com. I have some exciting things coming up in the next few weeks going into the new year so make sure you follow along to check that out and with that said i hope you have an absolutely amazing day don't forget to make it happen and i will see you next week for another new episode bye guys